to a star witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode and today's discussion is about a very important topic. I believe every topic in the Bible is very important actually, but before we get started on today's topic, let's say a word of prayer so that the Lord will be with us during this podcast. So with that, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for this day that you've given us, for life and health, and Lord, thank you for giving us your words in the Bible, and thank you for all of the wonderful things that you've done for us, for loving us, for coming down on this sin-sick world and dying for us so that we can be with you forever in heaven. And most importantly, thank you for preparing for us a place in heaven and for coming down soon to take us home. Continue to be with us and lead and guide us so that we can be ready to go home with you forever and leave this evil world behind. Be with us now as we study your word and help us to glean from it and help us to apply it to our lives. Thank you so much for hearing and answering our prayer. We ask all these things in your wonderful Holy Son's name. Amen. So today's topic is going to be about faith. Now the interesting thing is that all of the topics that we have covered and all the topics that we will cover is about the subject of faith. What do I mean by that? Well, the thing is, is that everything we ever believe in requires faith. The Bible says this very thing. Without faith, we wouldn't even realize or understand how the earth was made, like Hebrews 11, 1 and 3 says. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. This verse is very important. It tells us exactly what faith is and how it helps us to understand everything that happens in the world. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, so it's what helps us to look forward to what is coming because we can't see heaven. We can't see what's going on in the spiritual world, but those things that are written in the Bible and we're told of are just a glimpse of what is to come. So we have faith to keep us hoping for those things which are to come. And it's evidence of things not seen. So even though the wind is moving around in the trees and we don't see it, we can see the effect of it. We see the leaves rustling. We hear the howling. We see the results of the wind, but we don't see the wind itself. The same thing goes for faith. We have faith every single day when we get into our cars to go to work. We have faith that it's going to get us there safely, that we'll not break down in the middle of the road. We have faith even in our own house that it's not going to crumble on top of us. And we have faith for every aspect of our life, no matter what it is. We take things for granted a lot of times, that things are just going to happen like they always happen. And sometimes this is not always the case, obviously. So faith is that thing that helps us to believe in something even though we cannot see it ourselves. And we have to hold on to this faith and never let it go. Fight the good fight of faith, we're told. But faith is not alone. In 1 Corinthians 13 verse 2 it says, And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Now charity means love. If we don't have love, not only love for the Lord and love for others as the Lord loves them, we cannot make it through. We need to have all these aspects 
works. It says later on in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and now abideth faith, hope, charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. So love is the greatest, but you also need faith and hope. These three together are so strong. In the Bible, it says a three bound rope is stronger because you have three cords twisted together makes one strong cord instead of one strand of rope, which is much weaker and can be easily broken. So you have faith, which is the things of not yet seen, hope for a better land and hope in our Lord and love, love for the Lord, love for others and love for yourself last. And oftentimes people struggle with faith. A lot of people don't know what to believe or if there is anything out there. But Jesus said this in Matthew 17 20. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Now I don't know if you've ever seen a grain of mustard seed, but it is so tiny. I've had the privilege of actually holding one before. And it's so tiny that I was so afraid that I was going to drop it and not be able to find it again. They are so tiny, yet they grow into this ginormous tree once planted. And this was the point of Jesus' parable. It's saying something tiny can reap great benefits, great results. So if you just start out with a tiny little bit of faith, water it, plant it, grow it, put sunshine on it. And how do we do this? By reading the Bible, by studying, by praying, by exercising that faith. The more you use it, the more it grows. That goes for everything in our Christian pathway. The more that we rely on God, the more that we go to him, the more it's going to become habit for us. And then habit becomes so strong that you just do it unconsciously without even thinking. And that is what is the amazing part. When we get to the point in our walk with God that we're so united with him, so synced together with him that we're not even thinking about what we're doing anymore because we're so used to doing it. We're so used to relying on him and going to him and asking him to be our helper. In Ephesians 6 16 it says, above all taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So we're told that with the shield of faith we can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So these fiery darts that are happening to us are temptations that come our way or people who come around and try our patience or any number of reasons. You could list a lot of things on this, but the main point is it's anything that the devil gets to you to try to make you lose your temper, to get you off the path of righteousness. But when we put on the whole armor of God, not just the shield of faith, but the whole armor of God, we will be able to withstand the devil. When we go to Jesus through prayer and Bible study and rely on him and having put all the principles he set for us in the word, then we can stand against the devil. Because in Ephesians 2, 8, it says, for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So faith is a gift given to us by the Lord. And we are very privileged to have this gift, grace and faith. So by grace, we're saved through our own faith. We have to believe that what Jesus did on the cross was right and true. And then, and only then, are we saved and grace can become effective.
because we believe that it happened and it was true. Now, it's a very interesting thing, faith. It's so mentioned so many times in the Bible. It's amazing. It says this in Matthew 6.30, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? This is a wonderful saying and promise as well to us because it's saying that if God can clothe even the grass of the field, and when grass is fully grown, it's so lush and beautiful. If he can clothe that, he can take care of us. And grass can be really small at times, especially when you just mow it. It's so tiny, but yet God still tends to it and it grows. And we can too. God takes care of the little ants as well. And he clothes this. We need to have faith that God will take care of us every single moment of every single day. That is what faith is all about. That faith will see us through trials and tribulations. That faith will let us go to the Lord and claim his promises. When we believe what he says in the Bible, it is only then that we're going to be able to withstand the temptations that come our way. You know, I heard a very interesting story about faith once a long time ago. There was this church and they were praying for rain. They hadn't had rain for months. And this little girl came to the prayer meeting that they were holding. They wanted to gather everyone together for this special prayer meeting to get the drought to end. And the little girl came with an umbrella. And some of the church members, they smiled to see such faith, while others frowned and thought it was presumptuous of her. Well, they prayed, and believe it or not, when they were done, it was storming outside. I mean, full-on torrential rain. And everyone got wet except for the little girl, because she had the umbrella with her. I mean, what a great example of faith. I think that's why in Hebrews chapter chapter 11. Now, I highly encourage you to go read that whole chapter for yourself. It shows us example after example of such great faith that they had of Noah and Abraham and Sarah. And it mentions all of these people and tells a little bit about their faith of what they had. And that's so amazing because it reiterates that with what they believed in the Lord, that what he was capable of doing, and they prayed and relied on the Lord, it came to pass because of the faith that they had. And in the Bible, we have so much examples of that, such as the Red Sea, the parting of it. Moses stretched forth his rod and the sea parted. We have examples of the New Testament where the woman who was bleeding for 12 years came to Jesus on the street and she had a hard time getting to him but finally she just barely touched the edge of his hem and he saw and felt that touch of faith and immediately that woman was healed and the pain and suffering that she had been going through for those 12 years vanished and she had probably been to doctor after doctor in her day and nobody was able to heal her but she believed and heard the stories of Jesus and she went forth in faith and Jesus wasn't going to sit around and let that go away unnoticed. She was trying to slink away in the crowd but he stopped and he recognized the touch of faith and he made it a point to call her out so that she could tell her testimony and people would realize that her faith was sufficient and that's not the only story of faith such as when the captain of the guard went to Elisha 
he had to have faith when naaman came to elisha and asked to be healed elisha told him that he had to go to the river jordan and naaman was very much against that idea because the river jordan was so filthy and muddy and gross and he scoffed because it was something so simple and so he rode away mad and his servant came to him and said if elisha had told you to do some great act such as go to war you would have done it or paid a large amount of money you would have done that as well i'm paraphrasing here but you can read it in second kings chapter 5 the full story and the servant said but elisha didn't ask you to do these great acts of duty to get your leprosy removed he asked for a simple sign of faith and you're refusing to do it now why don't you give it a try and see how it goes basically and so naaman goes and washes in the river jordan seven times and after the seventh time oh and behold his leprosy is gone just like that i mean can you imagine and he then tried to pay elisha for that deed elisha was like no i don't want the money all glory and praise goes to god who is our healer naaman first had to show that act of faith as tiny as it was in order for it to work and it worked it did and it's a wonderful story of faith because of that who knows what happened he had such great influence we should also never say that god cannot do something because as we see these stories prove that nothing is impossible with god i mean look at what happened to pharaoh when he didn't believe moses and all the plagues that had to happen i remember the story of the titanic when the captain of the ship said that god himself couldn't sink the ship and you know what a sad story ended up happening to those passengers sometimes the lord allows those things to happen for a purpose sometimes it's to teach us a lesson or to see how we stand the trial we may not always know why these bad things happen but we also have to remember that satan is in the world seeking whom he may devour he loves it when bad things happen and until he is done away with there will be sadness and sickness and anything else that is evil in the world because he thrives on it and we need to stand strong this is why it's important for us to have that faith because faith is necessary to see us through like i said before if we didn't have even a small measure of faith we wouldn't want to live anywhere in this world i mean we have faith to stand on solid ground that it's not going to crumble underneath our feet because it has happened in the past where holes have just opened up in the earth and the ground has disappeared those of you who might not have as much faith remember pray exercise it use it the lord will increase that faith and sometimes the best way we have to learn a hard lesson is through repetition sometimes we have to do something over and over again before it enters our mind and those trials come to us again and again but each time they come to us it gets a little bit harder because we didn't pass it the first time so we need to learn from our mistakes and grow in grace and grow in the lord go to him for help and he will lead us through temptation god can turn a mess into a message he can turn a test into 
into a testimony. He can turn a trial into a triumph and he can turn victims into a victory story. There is something so amazing about a testimony, something so powerful that when you share that testimony of faith of what God has done for you in your own life, people take notice of that because you are the one who is going through it and it encourages them and they believe that they can have that same walk with the Lord that they can then turn to the Lord through prayer. For instance, I have many stories of faith that the Lord heard my prayer and answered, not because I'm better than anybody else, but because I believed in the Bible and the messages and the promises that he gave to me. And I called upon the name of the Lord and he heard me and answered me. And it further strengthened my faith, making me stronger in the Lord. And sometimes when he said no to me, yes, it was tough to hear that. Sometimes it's really tough to hear the answer being no, but that doesn't mean you give up on the Lord. That's when you need to cling to him all the more. He knows what's best for you. Sometimes when he's saying no, he's protecting you from some very big mistakes that you could be making in your life. We can go to him for anything and he'll help us and he'll speak to us. Jesus wants to guide us in anything that we do. And this may mean we have to drop everything and follow him like the disciples did when he called upon them. They dropped everything that they were doing and followed him. Sometimes it might mean that he calls you to go to a foreign country to be a missionary or to another state or to pass out books wherever you go or start a podcast in my instance. And don't be afraid to go to the Lord in prayer and ask him what he would have you to do. Don't be afraid to then do what he is impressing you to do. Always pray about it and seek the Lord with much prayer. Matthew 5, 7, 7 says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. And this promise applies to us in all areas of our life. We just need to go to the Lord in prayer. And we need to hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promise. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. That's from Hebrews 10, 23 and 38. We need to hold fast our profession of faith without wavering. We cannot waver because if we waver in just one area, we fall. We have to hold on to our faith because time is running short and we know not the hour when the master appearing, but we can see through signs in the world that the end is near. In our age, October 30th, 1913, paragraph 12, it says, Fellow Christian, Satan knows your weakness. Therefore, cling to Jesus. Abiding in God's love, you may stand every test. The righteousness of Christ alone can give you power to stand against the tide of evil that is sweeping over the world. Bring faith into your experience. Faith lightens every burden, relieves every weariness. Providences that are now mysterious, you may solve by continued trust in God. It is when God's people see no way of advance, when the Red Sea is before them and the pursuing army behind, that God bids them go forward. Thus he tests their faith. When such experiences come to you, go forward. 
trusting in Christ. Walk by faith in the path he marks out. Trials will come, but go forward. This will strengthen your faith in God and fit you for service. The records of sacred history are written not merely that we might read and wonder, but that the same faith which wrought in God's servants of old may work in us. In no less marked a manner than he wrought then will he work now wherever there are hearts of faith to be channeled of his promise. This is such an encouraging quote. She even uses the example of the Red Sea here as well. I mean, imagine you're in front of this massive sea and you just got out of slavery and then all of a sudden you hear that the army of the Egyptians is coming after you to take you back into that slavery and panic starts to set in, which I can understand but at the same time is kind of hard to understand too because they had just witnessed all of the miracles that Christ did for them during the plague and how he got them out of Egypt in the first place. But they forgot about all of the wonderful things that the Lord did for them. But did God abandon them in that hour of need? No. He made a way of escape. He opened the Red Seas and they walked through dry land and got to the other side. We need to exercise that faith for it will strengthen and fit us for a service. This is exactly what I was talking about. That reason why we have this history recorded is for our own benefit so that we can know that if Christ does it for them, he's gonna do the same thing for us. We have to believe in him. In ST January 7th, 1897, paragraph 8, it says, the principles that should govern our actions are plainly marked out in the divine word. Repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ are the conditions of salvation. In James' day, there were men arising who were doing just as many are doing in our day, preaching that faith in Christ releases men from obedience to the law of God. James declares that faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou dost well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? He presents before them the case of Abraham, who was justified by living faith, his works proving or corresponding to his faith. Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. It is by the constant exercise of faith and love that believers are made to shine as lights in the world. It's not just faith that gets us through. We have to faith plus works. We have to have faith and also do corresponding to that what the Lord wants us to do through works. We can't just go around, lay back and relax and be like, oh, I have faith that everything will work out fine and dandy. No, we must do our part. We have a part to play in this as well. Just like Abraham didn't sit back and wait for it to happen. He actually imputed his faith and the Lord called him his friend. And because of his faith, and yes, he did fail. He did not believe God's promise. That's why he took Hagar, his wife's servant, for a wife, but he was not going according to God's plan. He fell. He was in error, 
but he confessed his sins and he went back to God's plan and he believed in God. And that's why when the Lord asked him to sacrifice Isaac, he was willing to do it because he had faith that God would provide a way out. It says in RH September 22, 1910, paragraph 2, there are thousands who claim to have the light of truth, who take no steps in advance. They have no living experience. Notwithstanding, they have had every advantage. They do not know what consecration means. Their devotions are formal and hollow, and there is no depth to their piety. The word of God offers spiritual liberty and enlightenment to those who study it earnestly. Those who accept the promises of God and act on them with living faith will have the light of heaven in their lives. They will drink of the fountain of life and lead others to the waters that have refreshed their own souls. We must have that faith in God that takes him at his word. We can have no victory without cloudless confidence, for without faith it is impossible to please him. It is faith that connects us with the power of heaven and that brings us the strength for coping with the powers of darkness. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In order to exercise intelligent faith, we should study the word of God. The Bible and the Bible alone communicates a correct knowledge of the character of God and of his will concerning us. The duty of the destiny of man are defined in its pages. The conditions on which we may hope for eternal life are explicitly stated, and the doom of those who neglect so great salvation is foretold in the most forcible language. These are very solemn words indeed. These are words to listen and heed to. Without reading and true study of the Bible, not just a surface read, but deep study of the Bible, we cannot have the right kind of faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and that hearing is by the word of the Lord from the Bible and from the spirit of prophecy as well. This is why she writes these things for us so that we can know exactly what we need to be doing. We need to accept the promises of God and act on them through faith, believing that what he says in his word, he will do. And when that happens, great things in our life will take place. We have to be willing to accept the answer, whatever might happen, whether it's a yay, nay, or wait a while. In R.H. October 23, 1888, paragraph 10, it says this, It is our privilege, our duty, to receive light from heaven, that we may perceive the wiles of Satan, and obtain strength to resist his power. Provision has been made for us to come into close connection with Christ, and to enjoy the constant protection of the angels of God. Our faith must reach within the veil, where Jesus has entered for us. We must lay hold with firmer grasp on the unfailing promises of God, we must have faith that will not be denied, faith that will take hold of the unseen, faith that is steadfast, immovable. Such faith will bring the blessing of heaven to our souls. The light of the glory of God that shines in the face of Christ may shine upon us and be reflected upon all around, so that it can be truly said of us, ye are the light of the world. And it is this connection of the soul with Christ, and this alone, that can bring light to 
to the world. Were it not for this connection, the earth would be left in utter darkness. As in Sodom and Gomorrah, iniquity would prevail, and all would perish together beneath the judgments of God. How great is the responsibility placed upon the disciple of Christ? How imperative the duty to reflect the light of heaven upon a world enshrouded in darkness. The deeper the surrounding gloom, the brighter should shine out the light of Christian faith and Christian example. This is so powerful. I love it so much because it is talking about how we need to be a connection to the earth, a light that shines in the darkness. There is so much iniquity all around us. It is as bad as it was in Sodom and Gomorrah, homosexuality, and everything else that is happening right now is that's what went on in Sodom and Gomorrah as well. And the same thing is happening today. As it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be in the end times. And that's exactly what's happening. Yet with all of that darkness surrounding us, we should be shining brighter as Christians with faith. And we need to have that faith and be a Christian example so that we can shine brighter and so that others can see that light with inside of us and it will break through the darkness of the devil and we can all go out and share and tell others of the love that Jesus has for them. It is a sin sick world and there are people who are starving for the truth and the light that you possess, that I possess. And that's why I do these podcasts so that whoever listens to this or shares this with their friends and family can listen and hopefully get something out of it. That it might be a light to the world and shine through the darkness of Satan. That is why I named it a star witness because stars shine brightest in the night sky and that's a beautiful thing to behold. Even as far away as those stars are, we can still see them at night in a clear sky. The moon and the sun. The sun is also a star and it's beautiful to behold and we can all see it no matter where you are. And that's amazing to think about that we can be that kind of light to the world, that we can lay hold with firmer grasp on the unfailing promises of God. And we can have faith that is not going to be denied and we can take hold of the unseen and faith that is steadfast and immovable. That is the kind of faith that I want. That is the kind of faith that I pray for. It is a gift and every day we should be thanking the Lord for these gifts and asking him to increase our faith so that we can overcome the trials and the tribulations that come our way and remember those times in our past when the Lord heard and answered our prayer and rewarded our faith and rewarded us for praying and going to him and maybe sometimes not in the way that we expected it but in the end he did answer the prayer just in a way we did not expect and it turned out better than what we even hoped for and that's the wonderful thing about the Lord is that he has a thousand ways of doing things that we know not for my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways that's what it says in Isaiah and it's true the Lord has a thousand and one ways to do and accomplish his will we only need to have faith to believe in what he says look to the stories in the Bible reread them over and over again get encouragement from them that's why they're there for us to show that even a little faith can lead to moving mountains if necessary and that's why we are given all of these promises in the Bible do a study of faith for yourself there is so much more on it and so much more encouraging things it's so important 
we need faith, we need love, and we have so much to look forward to. We have a kingdom of heaven that is waiting for us. And not only that, but much more important, we have Jesus himself that will be with us. And to talk to him, I can't wait to hug him and thank him for all that he's done for me. And I know that I need to work on my own character. I need to pray for more faith and more love for others and so that I can be a light to the world. I want to change. I want to be a better person. I want to have the love of Christ in me. I want to have strong faith like these people in the Bible, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they had to face the fiery furnace. And for all of the other examples in the Bible, I want to have the kind of faith that is going to see me through those rough patches in life. Because let me tell you, there is a time coming when we are going to need that faith, that we're going to need to lay hold on the promises like never before. Because a time is coming that has never been and never will be on the nation again. Worse than any world war, any Great Depression, any famine. But then when all of that is over, if we are faithful and if we love the Lord, if we follow his commandments, then we will be with the Lord forever and sin will be no more. And that is a wonderful thing to look forward to. It's kind of hard to picture now, but with the eyes of faith, we can see into the unseen world and take hold of that unseen world. And that is such a beautiful promise. All of this is very important and also encourage other people who are going through rough moments and be a witness and a light to them to help them out. It is so important to encourage our fellow brother and sisters in the Lord because when they're going through a rough time, we can encourage them and bring them out of the darkness because even as Christians, we can go through dark periods and that's what Satan wants. He wants us to go through those dark periods to doubt ourselves, to doubt God. But that is why we must turn to those who are in the Lord as well. That is why it's good to surround yourself with people who are in the Lord and have because they can pray with you and they can encourage you and you can read and pray together and study and that is a wonderful thing to have. So with all this being said, remember what it says in Matthew 5:16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And I want to have that faith that can move a mountain. Don't you? Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, now forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided great is thy faithfulness lord unto me summer and winter and springtime and harvest sun moon and stars in their courses above join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness mercy and love great is 
thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow blessings are mine with ten thousand beside great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness morning by morning new mercies i see all i have needed thy hand hath provided great is thy faithfulness lord unto me so with all that being said let your light so shine that you are a star witness for the lord